the Open Source Creative Podcast, Episode 42, Conferences Are a Good Thing. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity process and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. So in this show, I'm talking about conferences and lamenting the fact that I'll not be attending many of the ones that I normally do or would like to attend this year. However, my loss is your gain. Not only do I speak <laughs> at length about some of my favorite conferences and, uh, and events to go to, but I also dole out a few notes on why events like these are so great and, and some tips on how to get the most out of them when you do go. Really, there, there are great reasons to go to these shows, and, and I highly recommend that you do. Hopefully, what I say in this episode will convince you to go to one. All right, let's get to it. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. Why, hello there. Oof, that was creepy sounding. Alright, well, that one. I want to just keep cycling through. Eventually we'll land on one that doesn't suck. By the way, I might not know that it doesn't suck, so if it doesn't suck as an opening, please make a comment and let me know, because I just keep doing these goofy ones for a while, and, and I won't even know. Maybe I did a good one way back when, and then I, I didn't know. <laughs> Digression aside... How is everyone doing? So I, I have, I have, well, I have bad news for me, which may or may not be bad news for you. Um, depends on, but depends on if you ever wanted to see me in person. So I found out recently that it's, it would seem that with every, I'm not attending any conferences this year. Basically, what it comes what it comes down to, not not a one of them. And it just so happens that every single conference that I want to attend this year, I've got something going on at exactly the same time that I cannot get out of. Uh, I have, you know, I have my a family members getting married. Uh, I for another conference, my 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 wife has to be out of town, so I need to I need need to be there for my kids because we can't leave them in the house by themselves. That would be weird. And then, uh, and then SIGGRAPH happens. SIGGRAPH. Oh, uh, and I'm going to talk in depth about SIGGRAPH in a little bit, but uh, SIGGRAPH happens at the end of July, beginning of August, and I live in Georgia, and Georgia has a very weird start and end schedule for their school. School starts for kids on the last, the, the very end of uh, of July, like July 31st is when school starts here. Crazy. And this also happens to be my, my, my kid's first day at kindergarten, so I, I should probably be in town for that kind of thing. So I won't be able to make it a SIGGRAPH either. So because I'm not going to be able to attend any conferences at all this year, uh, with one exception, I think I might actually make it to All Things Open in, in North Carolina in late October. There's there's a chance I can make it to that one, but pretty much all the other ones are off the table. So in any case, because I can't go to conferences this year, 
as my own personal way of, of reconciling it, I'm going to talk about conferences in this episode and talk about the ones that I think are certainly worth going to and um, the ones that, and regardless of, of which ones you go to or which ones you don't go to, you know, you don't have to go to whatever I recommend because I'm sure there's conferences that are in your field that aren't in mine that, you know, but it, the way you approach conferences in general is, is pretty much the same. And I gotta say, I, I really, really enjoy conferences. They're, despite how much energy it drains out of me every time I go to one, it also, depending on the conference, it also gives me such, such a drive on uh, what new creative things I wanna try out and, and new things I wanna test and uh, things I want to try and learn and figure out and those sort of things. I always, I always walk away from from conf- from the conferences that, that I like. I walk away from completely depleted of energy, but I'm I, I'm always inspired creatively. It's a it's a it's a it's a weird juxtaposition. So in, in general, if you if you haven't been to any sort of conferences in your field or in whatever you're interested in, um, I, I I heartily recommend that you go to one and. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a writer, if you're a 3D animator, 2D animator, or anyone, a musician, a technician, any sort of technical person, game developer. There's a, there is a conference for what you do. And I've been to quite a few of these. So let's start off talking about the conferences that, that well, no, let's back up a second. Let's do more general stuff. Let's take a broad scope. What's the value of going to a conference, right? I, I, I told you the, the, the main sort of things I come away with at a conference, but it's not just that either. I mean, depending on the type of conference you go to, you're, you're, you're hanging out with the sort of people that, that do the same sort of stuff you do or have the same sort of interest you do. That's the whole purpose of a conference, right? And when I was, when I was freelancing and working for myself and, and running a small shop and, and that sort of thing, the, the other obvious thing is, is networking. Networking is a wacky, wacky thing by the way. I mean, I'm I won't say that I'm a particularly good networker in the traditional sense. Um I'm <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm I'm a little bit goofy. I'm, I'm kind of awkward. <laughs> I my my socialization skills could sometimes use a bit of work is is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> and um I, I, you know, I put on a, I put on a relatively decent dog and pony show, uh, but but I, I'm never I never go to a conference with the intent of networking. Uh, what I mean by that is I don't necessarily I don't go to any conference with a list of names like I have to talk to this person, I have to talk to this company, I have to talk to you know the these whatevers that that do a thing that I know is going to be there. I need to talk to them. I, I don't make I don't have a list like that. I don't I don't set meetings for a conference. I, I, I go about it much more much more relaxed. I'm I'm much more uh, you know I'll run into people, I'll talk to people, talk shop with people all day long, but I'm not I'm not actively in pursuit of I have to see this person. Unless it's somebody I know that, that you know I haven't seen. The same I get this a lot when I go to, to the Blender conference and I go to SIGGRAPH. You know, there are people that I know that, that I only really get a chance to see them at, at, at these conferences. And so it's, it's catching up with old friends for sure. Um, but on a professional level, I never, 
I don't treat it that way. And, and so that perhaps that makes me a poor marketer, but maybe that also makes me, a, I like to think that makes me a genuinely decent person. <laughs> I mean, maybe, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's hard to tell, but I will, I will say this. When, when I was working for myself and I went to conferences and, and networking was, you know, I, I don't, I don't think of it as networking. It's just talking to people, you know, the, 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 it comes, it comes about something like this. You go to a conference, you talk to people in the course of a friendly conversation, you convince them of two things. One, you're not an asshole. And two, that you have a reasonable understanding of whatever it is you're talking about. You, you have some level of expertise about any given topic, right? That's partially that's networking, but also that's, you know, just being an interesting and decent person. And though you, you go to a conference, you go to, it doesn't have to be a conference, it could be any event, but I'll say conference. Um, you go to a con- an event or a conference like that and you have these conversations and they can be on topic for what you do or they can be off topic for, what, for whatever you do. It doesn't matter because of those two things, being knowledgeable and, being a, and, and not being an asshole, the first one's the most important, or sorry, backwards, not being an asshole and being knowledgeable, the not being an asshole one, that one, that one's the most important one because if they can't stand to talk to you for more than five seconds, then from a, from a, from a networking standpoint, you're dead in the water. They're never going to call you later. And I've gotten my most successful work that I've ever gotten was something that came out of the blue and I, and was completely unexpected. Not ever something I was driving for, but it came from going to an event, going to a conference, having a conversation with somebody, enjoying myself and, and, you know, trying to present myself again, not as an asshole and give the impression that I actually know what I'm talking about. And later on, most of the time, not even in the same year, sometimes two years down the road, but sometimes maybe as, maybe as short as six months down the road, but sometime down the road, that person that I, that I talked to would send me an email or give me a phone call out of the blue and say, Hey, I got this thing going on and I thought of you and do you have the, you know, do you have the bandwidth available to do whatever this work might be? And I mean, that's how I got a lot of my most successful, my, my, my most challenging, my most fun and uh, most lucrative projects came from that kind of interaction. So on a, on a, on a purely like Businessing, sort of creepy networking level. That's a benefit of going to an event and going to a conference. And and again, you're not you're not selling anything. You're not you're not really selling yourself, other than, again, I'm going to keep harping on this. One, give you the indication that you're not a jerk, and two, give you the indication that you know what you're talking about, or that you can at least figure it out, right? Or that you're curious. I mean, some it, it, it's. Like I said, those those things are, are are important. The not being a jerk thing is probably the most important component of all of those. Then, so that's 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 the one half of it. But then the other half of it is you get to see stuff at these conferences that won't hit the public sometimes for a year, two years out. Like you get a sort of an early, depending on the conference, oftentimes you get an early preview or you see techniques people are using that are they're just figuring out that that won't hit you know, public use or, or more mainstream use 
in, in art and music and writing and marketing and any of these things that for for six months to a year or more, right? And then so you get to you get to sort of ingest these and try them out. A, a great example of this is and, and sometimes it's using old technology to do this sort of stuff. Like I, I went to SIGGRAPH, oh man, what was this? This was five years ago? It was not long after Monsters Incorporated came out from Pixar. And I was at SIGGRAPH and they gave a presentation on their 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 pipeline, specifically as it ter- pertains to lighting and rendering and, and, and final shot production stuff. And it turns out that they managed, at least for Monsters Incorporated, I don't know if they do it anymore, but the way that they were saying it in the presentation, they managed the render farm with a chatbot, an IRC chatbot. And I thought that was, one, IRC is, you know, ancient technology that's been around for ages and I still use it every day, but most people don't even, you know, don't aren't, aren't nearly as aware of it. And that's where, uh, you know, and a lot of things are being uh, supplanted by the likes of, of Slack or, or on the open source side of it, Mattermost or, or these sorts of things. But IRC, IRC is still up cooking and easy to manage and easy to write bots for. And so their render farm was managed by an IRC bot, which I thought was phenomenal and kind of brilliant. And I've actually implemented something similar for, for what I'm doing for, for my work. We have we have some number crunching machines that among among other things are also used for rendering and and, and, and whatnot. And yeah, some of some of that process is managed with with a chatbot. I'm not using IRC in my case, I'm actually using XMPP, so it's I actually have a Jabber server doing this, but it works and it and it and it you know, I wouldn't. I would never have thought of that had I not been to that SIGGRAPH. So you learn a lot of these these new sort of techniques and and, I, and come up with these crazy ideas from going to these conferences. So it's not just so yeah. There's the networking side of it, but the amount of like the ideas. That's I mean that's really the the conversations you have with people and the ideas you can get from them are it's 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 enormous. And I like to and and, and I treat I treat conferences. The same way that when I when I was when I was in school learning, and when I was teaching, I told my students the same thing that they should do this. I treat these conferences the same way that I um, that, that I treat a buffet. <laughs> I'm going to get my money out of it, and I'm the sort of guy that goes shows up at a buffet at lunch and stays through dinner. I haven't done that in a number of years, but I used to do that an awful lot. <laughs> um, so I, I treat conferences the same way. I'm going to I'm going to get information out of them, even. And, and, and learn something interesting out of it. That's, if, if there's a mission I have when I go to a conference or an event, that's why I'm going there. Uh, some people, again, they go, for, they go to events and they have a list of, of people they want to talk to. I go to an event and I, I'm not, I don't have a list. I just, have, I just want to learn new stuff. I want to come up with new ideas. I want to, I want to hear other people's ideas and I want to see where I can apply them in the stuff that I do. That's, that's the whole reason I go to these things. And it's, and it's, it's incredible what you can get out of it when, when, when you have that kind of mindset going to one of these conferences. Because even if the conference isn't directly related to anything that you do, you can still get something out of it. And, and it's, all it takes is, is an ability to have a conversation, to listen a lot and have an open mind of, uh, and then being able to sort of extrapolate what someone's saying about their process or what they do and thinking about how you might apply that same technique to what you do. Yeah, and then there's, there's, there's ancillary benefits as well. I mean, you go, to, you go to a conference that often means that you're going to be traveling, right? And then oftentimes, you know, conferences have the conference and then they have what, like the, the, 
you'll, depending on the conference, it'll be, you'll, you'll hear it called the hallway track, which is literally not being in any of the presentations or the, the exhibition hall, just talking to people in the hallway. Um, you'll also have it uh, where, where it's called, they call it bar con, which basically means you, people show up at the bar and the conversations you have there. And then a number of these conferences and shows, they, they have the show proper where you have presentations and gatherings in the exhibition hall, but then you have after the show, when the show shuts down, you have the, 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 the after show parties. And, and that's also where a lot of the conversations and, and again, more, more relaxed interaction with people comes. And that's, that's actually where you end up having a lot of, you get a lot of, you get the ability to have a lot of these conversations, but you kind of have to be at the conference, not just to have your badge and say you were there, but also because you're experiencing the same things. You went to the same talks and you have a, a common reference point about things you can talk about. Oh, did you see the talk about, you know, this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or no, I, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. Or so why don't you tell me about it? Or you say, yeah, I saw that. And I think they're full of shit, right? You can have those kinds of conversations, but you need, and you have to, you have to be at the event to, to be able to have those that, that frame of reference to have those conversations, right? You can't just sort of, oh, well, you know, SIGGRAPH's in Los Angeles and I'm in Los Angeles and so I'll just figure out where, where these people are gathering afterwards and I'm gonna go talk to them there. You're not gonna have the same, of re- same frame of reference as someone who was actually at the show. It's just, it's just not the same. So you wanna go to these conferences and there, there is some level of seeing the sites at wherever the conference is held, right? If, especially if you don't live around that area. Yeah, it's nice to get an experience of that, that that travel culture kind of kind of thing. I like to I like to go and and I actually I'm I'm a little bit weird. I like to go to these places and not do any of the touristy things. I like to end up going to these places and, and trying to find the hole in the wall where where the locals hang out. It, it's just it's the thing I like to do. I mean I'm not a touristy type. I, I oftentimes I forget to even take photographs of of wherever I'm at. So I, I'm trying to get better at that, but I've I've been traditionally really bad at it because I like, I just, you know, I like, I like seeing not the touristy parts of, of where these things are. In any case, that's, that's sort of an overview of, of the benefits of going to conferences and, and why, why it's worthwhile to go to these events. It's, there's, there's just so many, so many valuable things you can, you can get from, from going to where there, you know, a, a mass collection of the same kind of people as you. Right, you just you end up getting a bunch of ideas, a bunch of different insights, and 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 genuinely talking to people who, you know, it's very difficult sometimes in the creative fields. A lot of creative fields, you're you're by yourself, right? If you're a writer, you're what I mean, unless you're co-authoring something with somebody, your your collaboration is down to maybe something you send to an editor, right? Or maybe you have beta readers, that, beta readers that you send to. You, you don't have as many people that you can sit down and just talk shop with. If you're if you're an, an independent animator, uh, freelance or otherwise, again, you're you have long hours hanging out by yourself, talking to yourself, doing your your animations, doing your illustrations, doing that sort of stuff. That even if you you find someone, even if you you start talking to somebody uh, about what you do. Oftentimes they don't have that same background, right? You're just talking to a complete stranger, basically, about what you do, and they 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 don't they don't know what a what a vertex is, so you can't talk 3D modeling with them, and and so you don't have that ability to 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 really have those kinds of in-depth conversations, and that's what that's that's I'm kind of 
repeating myself here, but that, that that's those are the kinds of things that that conferences and events like that are. That's the benefit that they bring to the table. Now, let us get a little specific. I'll talk about some of the conferences that I've been to, and maybe a story or two about things that happened at some of these conferences and, and what I like about them. Now, I've I've done a whole podcast. I've done two separate podcasts specifically about the Blender Conference. So it goes without saying. <laughs> that I, I enjoy the Blender Conference, and if you're a Blender user, or if you have any interest whatsoever in Blender, you should go to the Blender Conference. It's every year at the end of October in Amsterdam, in, in the Netherlands, and it's an incredible experience. I've gone to the Blender Conference, I've lost count, I think, I think I've been to the conference at least 10 times over the, over the years, and and I keep going back because because I I get I get a lot out of it every time I go there. One, specifically to Blender users, specifically to 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 those of us who, who use and work with Blender, you 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 run into other Blender users and you find out they're doing all kinds of crazy shit with Blender that, that you would never imagine them doing. And I've I've I've, I've written about this and I've given uh, I've, I've spoken about it in, in previous podcasts. So I'm not going to really repeat myself too much about that but you also you get the opportunity to speak to developers right how you 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 the people who are actually writing the code for blender a lot of them they're at the conference and you can go up to them and say so i mean have one remember the first two first two bits one don't be a jerk two have the impression that you actually know what you're talking about and if you, you do that and talk to a developer, you can actually ask the difficulty of implementing a feature or or tell them about a bug you had or just talk to them or, or just just thank them, right? That's, that they, I don't think developers ever get tired of hearing people say, thank you for the work that you do because a lot of the time it's thankless work and they don't, they don't hear that sort of stuff enough. So it's, even going up to them and doing that and then just having a normal social conversation about something else, totally worthwhile for them. And, and the cool thing is you have that conversation with them. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything about Blender, just, just a conversation, being cool people around each other. And when you, do, when you get back home, when you get back to your office and you start working on whatever you're working on and you run into a problem, you could send an email, jump on IRC, talk to a developer and say, hey, 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 we talked at the Blender conference, blah, 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 you know, and, and I'm running into this problem. They'll say, oh yeah, you're that person who wasn't a jerk and knew what they were talking about. That's fantastic. What's going on? Oh, you were ready that? Well, let me help you, let me help you with that. That kind of stuff happens all the time. So if you're a Blender user, that's, that's, that's an amazing benefit of going to the Blender conference is, is just being able to have the FaceTime with, with other Blender users and under, under other Blender developers. Like I was saying before, if you're a creative and most in a lot of creative fields, you're working by yourself, you're in isolation. Blender users, I would say even more so because there are just fewer of us just by, by, by count of numbers. So, you know, if there are, if there happen to be anyone else in your town using Blender, that's a rare thing. You should track them down and be their friends, right? But but in the event that, that you're one of the many people who the closest other Blender user might be 50 to 100 miles away, I mean, at that point, might as well go to the Blender conference, right? Yeah, yeah, huh? That's what I'm gonna say anyway. Then, so, so yeah, what goes without saying, Blender conference, highly recommended, especially if you're a Blender user. Um, even if you're not a Blender user though, 
if you're if you're interested in open source software, open source development, and and just creative content, the kinds of ideas and the kinds of things people are doing at the Blender conference, well worth paying attention to, and taking that kind of that kind of community involvement, that kind of community development, and taking it into what other you know if if you're if you're involved with any other open source project, a lot of the stuff that that the Blender Institute, the Blender Foundation, and just the Blender community does in general, it's a good model to follow. It's, it's, it's effective, it does, and it does itself well. Everybody does it a little bit differently, of course, but the other, other open source communities, I feel, could learn a lot from how the Blender community handles itself. Sticking with the open source and creative side of things, there is the Libra Graphics meeting which happens once a year and it bounces all around the world. So one year it's, uh, I, I can't, it's very difficult for me to keep track. I think this year it was in uh, Rio de Janeiro, I think. Well, another year it was in London, another year it was in Montreal. It, it, I think one year maybe it was in Paris or Lyon. I, 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 it's, it's difficult for me to keep track, but the Libra Graphics meeting bounces all over the world and it is a gathering for Basically, if you're an open source creative, the developers and user and, and a number of users of your tools are at the Libra Graphics meeting, giving presentations, giving talks. I have, unfortunately, I've only been to two of them, I think, and they were pretty early on. And those were, the, I think they were both, both the ones I went to were in Montreal, if I recall. But I have... I have enjoyed going to those because it's in that case it's it's not just Blender, right? There's 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 Blender representation there, but you also have you see GIMP developers there, you see Creative developers there, Inkscape developers there, um, and users as well. And so you get these talks and presentations about those tools, and you and again same kind of thing. You 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 get insight into how the tools are made and how other people are using the tools to do interesting and cool stuff. So I'm hoping that that. I get a chance to go to the Libra Graphics meeting again sometime in the future because every time I've gone to it, I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself and I've gotten quite a bit out of it. So that's, that's, that's a conference well worth attending, in, in my personal opinion. Then, let's see here. I'm trying to go through the list in my head. We have the National Association of Broadcasters show, the NAB show. And again, I have to I have to sort of preface this by saying that the Blender conference and uh, Libra Graphics meetings th those are pretty much the only two conferences that I can talk about that are that are international conferences that I've been to. Um, I haven't been to many of the other international conferences. I'd, I'd love to go, but you know I can only I can only travel overseas so many times. So I can only travel out of country so many times in the year. Budgets. Budgets are budgets, right? So, speaking stateside, the, the NAB show, the National Association of Broadcasters show, is held annually sometime in April in, um, in Las Vegas. And if you're involved with television or broadcasting, and to this point, um, I would also probably include, if you do anything with, with web, web series or anything on YouTube or uh, you're involved with Netflix or that sort of thing, those are also relevant venues for for the even to, you know what I'll even I'll even go so far as to say if you do digital video for for film work if you do independent film uh, National National Association of Broadcasting the NAB show is is a good one for you to go to and that show is gigantic. 
freaking gigantic, man. That is a huge show. It, it's in the Las Vegas Convention Center, and that convention center is is enormous. And the NAB show, every time I've been to that twice now, and it fills this thing. This this is a gigantic convention center with two floors and, and an outdoor area and the entire like the entire like you have you have booths that are the size of a city block essentially a, not a new york city block but you know a, a normal city block with square with square blocks not rectangular blocks <laughs> you, but these are gigantic booths at the show uh for everything from from hardware vendors camera vendor uh, vendors to software to to anything and, and it is more of a of a I'll say a professional show in that it it uh, it's more of an exhibition I guess people are there to try to sell you things <laughs> right that's that's a lot of what an AB show is 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 you go there and you're seeing a lot of gear the latest gear that's coming out that that is specific for broadcast television and and a lot of the vendors there are trying to to sell that to you. If you're an open source person, it's pretty cool though. You end up seeing some of the open movies, particularly Big Buck Bunny, but I didn't see Elephant's Dream and, and, and a couple of the other ones on display there because they're open content. So the, when, they, when they show off their latest 4K projection or their latest uh, 3D VR experience uh, hardware, they don't have to. They don't have to pay royalties for 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 open content. So the open movies oftentimes get, or you see them playing in every booth, which is phenomenal and hilarious. So that's part of the. That's so the NAB show again is 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 more vendors trying to sell you things, and there are there, there are like side conferences at NAB for 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 actually learning things, and they're they're all right. Like I said, I, I've I've enjoyed every time I've gone to NAB, but. Every time I've gone to NAB, I've actually gone on my own, and I haven't run into as many people that I know there, so it was a bit difficult to sit down and, and again, I'm, I'm a little socially awkward, so it was, a, it was a bit difficult to sit down and actually have conversations with people, especially complete strangers, uh, about uh, about anything, really. So I've, I've been to a couple of the events and, and, and had fun doing them, but that's that was one of the tough things for me with, with, with NAB is uh, you, you, you get to sit in these talks and you'll learn a lot but the the actual conversations with other people were that was a difficult thing for me just because i didn't know as many people at at the show when i've when i've gone now beyond an ab like there, there are equivalents to that in in other parts of the world europe has a couple of things i think it but i can never i always forget the actual names for them so if anybody if anybody's got those conference names definitely i would say hop onto the show notes for this episode, and uh, I would certainly recommend that you post conferences that are, that are in your area in the comments to this episode, and so other people can know the the equivalent of NAB in Europe or the equivalent of, of uh, SIGGRAPH in Europe, and, and those sort of things, or or in in Asia or Australia, etc. And see what what other ones can we talk? Oh. GDC, the Game Developers Conference. That one's in San Francisco every year. Uh, also April-ish, I would say, I think. Yeah, NAB and, and GDC happen pretty close to one another, actually. Maybe maybe a month apart. And GDC is in San Francisco. And that one's a pretty cool conference. I've only been to it once. And the only difficulty I had with GDC is that my, my, 
my my interest on the 3D side of things, and on I'm I'm definitely on the content generation side of things. While while I do my own dabbling in coding and scripting and, and those sort of things, I'm not really I'm not I'm not big on on the type of storytelling that that is done in games. I'm not I'm not that's not that's not where my interest personally lies. I'll create assets for games all day long, but the storytelling aspect of, of games has never been something that, that I've had a lot of interest in, in producing for. So when I go to a game developers conference, um, and, and on, likewise, as far as development goes, my development, the, the, the software development that I, that I tend to do, which again, it's, I like to, you could call it software development, I tend to call it Jason hacking code to get something done. <laughs> is is more in terms in terms of you know helping my own productivity. I'm 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 not personally interested in in making video games. So so why would you ever go to GDC, Jason? <laughs> well, let me answer that question. Um, the biggest reason to go to GDC for me was was I'd never been before, and and again coming up with 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 ideas and seeing other people's approaches to things and 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 trying to trying to get that same experience trying to get come away with with learning what other people do and applying it to to what I do so I can learn techniques that people use to do digital content creation in in the gaming world and seeing how I can apply that to to my own work when I do straight up anime you know doing animation or doing animated animated work or doing illustration even or design work or even writing seeing some of these approaches seeing some of these these uh even the marketing that they do all of these sort of things they they, they feed into or their 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 sort of the production workflow that that they apply um all of these things they're they can get, they can they can inspire ideas for for my fields of work so I've been to GDC once, and I really enjoyed it there. I would, I think, thinking about it, I would go again, but the the I, I would have to adjust my 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 approach, I think, because again, the focus there is, is is very much on game development, and when you enter a conversation with somebody who is at a game development conference, and you say that your primary interest is not necessarily game development, but maybe just generating assets for games or, or just digital content creation. They, they refer to it as DCC, digital content creation for, for games at least. And if you say that, that if you're on the, on the content creation side of things, not so much on the development side of things, then they, I, I did notice that when I went, the conversation, the sort of like the, the tempo of the conversation changed a little bit. And uh, I don't know if that was necessarily a GDC thing or a San Francisco thing. I'm not entirely sure because... Uh, the times I've been to San Francisco, there's, it, if you're, if you're, if the people you're talking to have a very particular thing they want to talk about, uh, and you, you, well, and this goes to anyone, it's not just, it's not just San Francisco, it's not just uh, a conference sort of thing, but if you're around a bunch of people who are talking about a specific thing, and you bring up something else that's not related at all, guess what, the, you, you're not going to be included in very much of the conversation, because you're, you're trying to see. You're trying to change the topic into something else, which is never going to fly. So don't do that. Uh, point of, just point of note. Take it from the socially awkward guy. If you're in a conversation, if you're if you're or near a conversation that you're trying to participate in, and they're talking about A, and you bring up topic F that is not related to it, you've made a mistake. 
just don't try to make the topic, don't try to change topics to your F topic. See what you can learn, maybe just try to listen from their conversation, and then if you can find something to contribute to the conversation, sweet. Otherwise, just shut up and listen. That's perfectly viable, and some people will actually appreciate that. So, there you go. I mean, it is tough to give the impression you know what you're talking about if you keep your mouth shut the whole time, but better, better, better to keep your mouth shut and, uh, there's, there's, there's an idiom there that about keeping your mouth shut and, and, and not being a fool rather than opening your mouth and, and proving that you are one. I just can't remember what the idiom is. So I'll just move on after that. So after, uh, beyond GDC, I would say, let's talk, we're still talking visual arts and graphics and creative production that way. I, 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 I I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about SIGGRAPH, I, I think at least because Aside from the Blender conference, I've, I've got to say that SIGGRAPH is probably one of my favorite favorite events to go to. And I haven't been in five years. But before before that, I, I, I went almost every year for whew, uh, 10 years, 11 years maybe. I, yeah, I went, I went nearly every year for, for over a decade. Uh, and... and I, I, if there, if there is, whether you're, you're an open source creative or not, if you're, if you are in the creative fields and you are interested in visual art, that's, that's done with, with computer graphics, with computers, then SIGGRAPH, the SIGGRAPH conference is, is something that you must attend at least once. And I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that if you go to SIGGRAPH once, you'll want to keep going annually because it, it's it's a great show. It's a great event. Granted, I haven't been there in five years. Maybe it sucks now, but I don't think so. I doubt it. Uh, everyone I talk to who's, who's gone in the years that I haven't gone, you see the ebbs and flows of, of, of attendance and stuff like that, but it's always been a great show. And I always, you know, there's that's a show that I know, you know, I've gone to before. And I know people that I only ever get a chance to see them at SIGGRAPH. A lot of our Blender people that, that can't make it to the Blender conference, but I do end up seeing them at SIGGRAPH when I, when I used to go more frequently and I'm not going to this year. Grr! <laughs> um, if you do happen to go to SIGGRAPH, uh, there, one, SIGGRAPH can be a pretty expensive conference to go to. And that's one of the things I, I haven't talked about yet is aside from the travel expense of, of actually getting to any of these events, some of these shows, they cost a... A pretty penny to get into and and SIGGRAPH in particular is is not a cheap show but there are ways to do it inexpensively for instance you can get a an exhibitors pass pretty inexpensively through the SIGGRAPH website but you could also a lot of the companies that are that are in the exhibition hall and this happens for a lot of a lot of these larger conferences so just keep your eye out for it um, the companies and organizations that have booths at these shows, they get a certain number of free passes to try to bring people to the show. And so you can get a, you can actually get a free exhibition pass from one of these companies. And oftentimes you just look for uh, SIGGRAPH exhibition pass free and you'll find these companies posting them on your web, on their websites. And all they really, most of the time, all they even need, all they need is your, your email address and you'll get, you'll be able, you'll be able to have a free badge at least for the exhibition floor, maybe not for the talks, maybe not for some of the other stuff, but you'll at least have the exhibition floor, see what's going on there. And then that, that, that does provide you with the context to have these conversations 
with people uh, outside of the show while you're there. So if you're if you're on a budget and you look at the price tag to go to like the full conference, the SIGGRAPH, and you're like, it's like you know $800 to or more depending. Then there there are economic ways of of getting to the show and and attending and, and getting some and still getting getting something worthwhile out of it. If you want a full, by the way, if you if you do want to go to go to SIGGRAPH and get a uh, get the full the full package at the um, the full conference experience before you register SIGGRAPH, I highly recommend that you get an ACM. The SIGGRAPH is a as an organization is a division of the Association of Computing Machinery, the ACM. And if you have an ACM membership, the cost to attend SIGGRAPH is dramatically cheaper, like quite a bit cheaper. And the cost of a ACM membership is really low. Like I want to say something ridiculously cheap, like 35 bucks a year, if that. So if you're if you're if you're gonna go to SIGGRAPH and you want to do the full conference, get an ACM membership and you'll you'll it's that that's a way of getting a, a discounted uh, admission into SIGGRAPH. And it, it's worth it's worth the membership just to get the, uh, get into the show for that for, for that cheaper price. Now at SIGGRAPH, besides the exhibition floor, one of my favorite things, there's a, there's a whole section of SIGGRAPH called uh, Emerging Technologies. And it's where you actually get to see new technology that's going to be, that, that will hopefully be used uh, as part of creative content creation, production, uh, as well as like gaming or, or user interaction or just like just cool stuff that no one's quite found an application for. That's the sort of stuff that shows up in emerging technologies. And it's, it's, it's actually really, really cool. Cause you come up, this is where one of those places where you come up with all these crazy ideas. Um, of course, this is also where, and if, if I've, if you, if I've met you in person before, you've probably heard me tell you this story. So I apologize to the handful of people who have heard the story before, but SIGGRAPH's Emerging Technologies is also where I thought I might have been going insane once. Uh, in like a, a, a hallucinating, hallucinating kind of way. So let me, let me set it up for you. This was, this was quite a few years back. By the way, SIGGRAPH happens in, it, it bounces around a little bit. Usually it's, it's Los Angeles one year and then somewhere else the next. And then it's Los Angeles the next year and then somewhere else after that. And... Uh, Usually, most of the time, it's still west coast of the western coast of the U.S. Periodically, it'll venture out. I think one year I went to it; it was in Texas. Another year, it was in New Orleans, and another year, it was in uh, Boston. But those are very—that's actually the, the the exceptions. Typically, it's going to be Los Angeles, San Diego, Vancouver, those sorts of places where you typically go to SIGGRAPH. So, back to my story. I, I was at the the Emerging Technologies section at. SIGGRAPH, and I'm going to say this was, this might have been seven or eight years ago, and this was where a lot of the, like, augmented reality hasn't, hadn't quite taken hold yet, and, and they were still trying to get some of the motion tracking stuff working in real time, and so there's this guy who had a box, and was in emerging technology, and the guy had a box, and you put your hand, the box is maybe, we'll say one foot by one foot, by one foot, it's a one foot cube, and it had one open side to it and you put your hand in there and there are sensors and cameras all around inside of it where on the fly it would generate a 3d model of your hand textured 
with images of your hands and then you could move your hand around inside this box and on a screen you there there was like this little jack-in-the-box and you could basically slap around this jack-in-the-box or interact with the jack-in-the-box using your real hand in a digital environment that was reproduced in real time on the fly totally sweet very cool and they're already doing stuff you know i mean that this was maybe this was much 10 years ago now shoot i'm old <laughs> um but in any case i, I was talking I, I was really interested in this it was kind of cool and, and i was talking to the guy about how it all worked and in the course of this conversation i turned my head and floating in space in front of me is an image of i can only describe it as a, a kind of chubby agent asian boy little 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 slightly overweight asian boys floating in mid-space as i'm turning my head and i i see this and I, I i turn back to look and there's there's no there's no there's no face there's no floating anything where i where i thought i saw anything so i i hadn't again this is sigraph they have they have parties after the show and this was in the show had been going on for a day or two already so i i hadn't been sleeping full nights i sleeping less than my normal five hours a night so i i figured you know maybe maybe with with travel tiredness and not sleeping and getting exhausted from talking to people maybe maybe i was having a little bit of exhausted hallucinations so i i ignored it like any sane person does and continue talking to, to this to this person about his his cool auto-generated hand in the box thing and as i'm talking to him i i turn my head again and now floating in space as i'm turning my head is this landscape of uh with like a, a lake and some trees and a mountain and uh yeah, i mean it was, it was essentially a, like a photograph of a, or what you a photograph of something bob ross would have painted right that's it, it's that kind of like nice picturesque sort of landscape and of course i turn my head back and there's no picturesque landscape it's just dark space there's nothing around me at this point i decide that the guy that i'm talking to is obviously a witch and casting spells upon me and i needed to leave him and so i went to the next booth there was this the next booth was was pretty uneventful it's just there was a piece of paper and a a a cylinder that was probably I don't know eight ten feet tall eight to nine feet tall I would say and maybe oh six or seven inches in diameter and it was just a, a cylinder and along the cylinder was a string of of LEDs it looked like LEDs but they weren't they weren't on as far as I could tell and maybe they were blinking a little bit and so I I, I look at the paper and I talked to talk to the person who's running that booth and it turns out that well let me stop for a moment and describe for you saccade vision if you've ever played with one of those led wands where you wave it back and forth and as you wave the led back uh, the led wand the, the wand itself is just literally it looks like a wand and it has a string of leds on it and if you wave it back and forth you'll see text floating in the sky in front of you maybe it's the time the, the the time of day or some some clever message or whatever and that's you're waving it back and forth and because you're swinging it back and forth at the rate at a proper rate and the leds are blinking at, at that same rate and they'll sort of have this persistence of vision thing where you see the uh a message floating in the sky well 
that cicade vision. What this person in this other booth had developed was that very same thing, except instead of moving the wand, it only shows you a picture as you're turning your head. So as you turn your head side to side, the movement of your head in front of the static pole with all these LEDs in it would generate a full color image floating in front of you that you can only see while you're turning your head. <laughs> Which is incredible. Like, it's super cool. But it also, like, I could also, one, it, that that's what made me think I was hallucinating. So at least problem solved there. But then also, you think about the applications for that. You see the, uh, you can see this sort of thing working as, as an advertisement on the side of the road. You don't have a giant billboard on the side of the road. You have one of these poles. And as you're driving by, in your peripheral vision, in your saccade vision, in your periphery, you see this giant billboard slide by you and... But you look back and there was no billboard anymore, right? So it's like this, this subliminal advertising kind of thing that could be used for really cool but possibly evil purposes. And so that was uh, that's my description of, of emerging technologies at SIGGRAPH and the time that, that it uh, made me think I was going insane. And this is why you should go to SIGGRAPH because you see cool shit like that. And uh, I, I, I can't... I can't recommend it enough that that you, if you're interested in, in visual arts and, and technology and, and computer graphics, SIGGRAPH is definitely something you want to go to. Of course, there are other conferences that, that I haven't been to yet that I, that I think I would really enjoy going to. For instance, uh, CTNX, the, the CTN uh, Expo, Cartoon Expo. Basically, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a conference, exhibition, expo, for, uh, for, for, for mostly for, for, for like 2d animators, but animation in general, it's a cart specifically for cartooning. Uh, so a lot of hand-drawn animation happens at, or discussion of hand-drawn animation happens at CTNX. And that's something I would, I would definitely enjoy going to. I haven't had an opportunity to go to that one yet, but it's on my, it's on my to-do list. It's on my to-go-to list. The other conferences you can go to are, uh, the, the the Linux related ones like I, I for the last handful of years because I, I'm I'm a moderator on opensource.com I've been going to all things open ATO uh, every October in Raleigh North Carolina and that that's funny because I end up going to that one and then usually I go right from there last couple of years I've gone right from there to the blender conference this year if I get a chance to go to ATO I will unfortunately not be able to make it to blender conference because family stuff because nephew's getting married, guess I gotta go. <laughs> In any case, the those conferences are also even if you're, they tend the, the all things open, OSCON. Uh, if you're on the East Coast here, self the Southeast Linux Fest. If you're farther west, you're talking Scale, which is the Southern California Linux Expo, or Northwest Linux Fest, or Ohio Linux Fest, or Pinguicon. Those shows. They, they tend to have a, a, they definitely have a more technological bent to them. They're more, more focused on the, the technology, things that aren't necessar necessarily directly related to something we would be interested in as, as creatives. But some of that input that we, we, we're, we do, some of the stuff that, the tools that we use, there is still a presence for some of those tools there. 
and more, more to the point, these organizations, the people who, who have tables and booths and talks at these shows, these are the sort of people that, that need our input, that need our work. Like you'll, you'll have open source projects that are, are really cool pieces of software, but they need a logo. They need, they need a, a web design. They need some of those things. And if you, if you have the extra bandwidth or more, more shrewdly, if you need that kind of work in your, in your portfolio or your reel, this is a good place to go to, to talk to those people, to, to, to do that kind of work and, and let them know that one, you can do that sort of work for them. And two, you're doing it with open source tools. So it's, it's right in their wheelhouse. And it's, you know, I've, I've written articles that I've talked about it. More open source projects need to sort of eat their own dog food when it comes to, and conferences for that matter, when it comes to making these, these, these assets, the flyers for the show and, and the, the, the t-shirt designs and, and all of those things. A lot of these people are still doing them with closed source tools. When they're perfectly able, able to be done, with close with, with with open source tools and as an open source creative it's it's in our interest to let them know that we have these tools and we we have these skills so going to shows again like self or northwest linux fest or scale or ohio linux fest or there's there's tons of them around there i and i confess i've only been to self and ato but to though to that end it's still very much worth going to these shows to 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 show that you have you're 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 using these tools and and help them you know if they're if they're an open source project let them be a complete open source project even in even in their marketing material even if especially if they don't have any because a lot of a lot of these projects are done by developers they're not necessarily done by companies that 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 have a marketing budget you can provide them with with your skills to to to, to contribute to that and a lot of people always ask how how can you contribute to an open source project not being a developer, this is part of that answer. And going to these shows and talking to these people and, and also sort of just seeing how these other tools are developed, are, are it's, it's a great way of, of doing that. So I want to go to more of those, uh, more of those technical shows. Like, like I said, I've only been to Self once and I've been to ATO a couple times. And I want to go, I want to continue to go to these. And, and, and I would love to go to Ohio Linux Fest or Northwest Linux Fest or, or any of these. I'd, OSCON seems a little bit more professional, <laughs> like more professional developer. So I don't know how well I would, I would fit with that, but I won't know until I go. So that's something I'd, I'd certainly like to also go to that as well. And there, there, there's a bevy of other, other shows and conferences, but that's, that's a basic rundown of one of the conferences I will not be able to attend this year. Boo. And conferences that I think you ought to attend and what you can get out of them and, and some of the, the, the fun, fun and adventures that you can get when you, when you go to it. And again, I'll reiterate this one last time. When you go to a show, when you go to an event like this, or you're going to just a local like writer's group or uh, a local uh, gathering of, 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 you know, you go to a meetup for people who are interested in, in animation, you know, two rules. One, don't be a jerk. Don't be an asshole. And two, you know, give the impression you know what you're talking about. And if you, if you don't know what you're talking about, go to an event where you do know what you're talking about or just keep your mouth shut until you do know what you're talking about. Right? That's, that's, 
That's the two things. The biggest one is the first one, though. Don't be a jerk. So I'm at the end of my commute. It's a long show today. It's time to get to work. So that's the deal. Conferences and shows related to your creative field are a great way to get an early in on new tech and new techniques. Furthermore, if you can manage to avoid being a jerk, it's also a great way to connect with future collaborators. So what are the shows, events, and conferences that you like to attend? Are they just the ones that I've mentioned, or, or are there other ones that I haven't been to that I'd like to, and you think I'd like to attend? Or just the ones that you would you attend and, and you get a lot out of? Let's hear them. Maybe next year, I'll be able to get myself to one, and we can talk shop over coffee. In any case, the way to do that is to make a comment on this episode. That's episode 42 on opensourcecreative.org. Of course, you can also track me down. I'm Jason Van Gumster. I'm on all your favorite social media websites. Just look for Monster Java Guns or OSS Creative, and then you can tell me what you think there. I also have an email newsletter. It's a plain traffic, light traffic, like <laughs> a plain traffic. It's a plain text, light traffic thing that goes out about once a month where you can get an early in on knowing anything that I'm up to. You can subscribe to that on the sidebar of monsterjavaguns.com. All right, there we have it. Now you get to work. See you next week. Job.